You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. You have just found everything apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is uh, Charles Rodas, your host, and I'm glad to be with you and glad to be talking in your ear today. And I have a very encouraging, encouraging podcast for you. And you're going to be blessed here in the next few minutes. And I'm going to talk to you about this subject, how Praise affects your prayers. That's right. How praise affects your prayers because it really does. Now, you're going through stuff right now or you just were or you're going to be tomorrow. Going through stuff, well, that many times is very discouraging, confusing sometimes, sometimes much worry and anxiety involved. But I'm going to show you how not to get rid of your problems because, listen, we don't usually just overnight get rid of what we're going through. Now, God can, but I'm going to show you how praise can make a transition in your spirit and then how it will move God to act on your behalf and accelerate the answer to your prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's right. How praise will accelerate the answer to your prayer. Now, I'm going to share a scripture in Isaiah 61 and verse 3. Let's do that first of all. Isaiah 61 and 3, if you'd like to turn there. Uh, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, watch this, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Oh, it's all about glorifying the Lord. We're going to give him the praise and the glory. Amen. But let me read that little part again there in the middle of that verse. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And that's what praise is going to do. Praise is going to take you from heaviness, amen, to a place of joy and faith. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. So praise in the middle of your heaviness, in the middle of your depression, in the middle of your anxiety or fear or worry or concern, whatever you want to call it, however it's labeled, it doesn't make a difference. It could be a sickness in your body. It could be your sons or daughters or grandchildren, problems there, something in your marriage, something on your job, you name it. It just doesn't matter what it is. It just doesn't matter. I'm going to show you why and show you how. 
the garment of praise. God wants you wearing a garment of praise. Now, every morning we put our clothes on and we go outside, right? Even if we're not going to go outside that day, we still put our clothes on. We still have garments that we're wearing. Now, what if we did praise that way every morning we wake up oh hallelujah and we have on them garment of garments of praise at night you put your sleeping garments on but with that in your heart and your mind you go to bed with garments of praise you change your clothes maybe and you go out the door and go to work but you're still wearing garments of praise it's church time and you get on your way and you put on those church clothes, whatever you wear. And but at the same time, you're still wearing garments of praise. You're in a car accident, but you still have on garments of praise. You get a bad phone call, bad news, a bad report, whatever the case. But you're still wearing garments of praise. You didn't take off those garments of praise. Regardless of what happens to you through the day, you're not going to just go up and change clothes just because you got a bad phone call, because you got a bad report. Somebody said something negative, something happened in your life. You're not going to change clothes for that. Okay, so why don't we continually wear a garment of praise? Oh, I want to change out everything that's negative in my life for this garment of praise. I don't want to walk around in heaviness to you. Fear and anxiety and worry. Oh, you are human. We're human. We get worried about our kids. We get thinking about somebody's salvation, somebody that is so close to us. And sometimes we get worried or whatever, but we got to make that transition from that heaviness and that worry to a garment of praise. How do you do that? You lift your hands and start saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and you let that garment of praise. Well, say, well, Brother Rodas, I don't know. I just don't feel like it sometimes. I know it. You don't have to feel like it. You, it may feel like God is a hundred miles away. You know, it just doesn't matter. You don't have to feel anything, but I'll tell you what, you, you will cause God to step into your zone. That's right. He's going to walk right in the middle of your atmosphere. He's going to say, oh, okay, you're praising me in this trial. You're going to set a con confused state for the devil because the devil's throwing all kinds of fiery darts at you and He's doing all kinds of junk, right? And all kinds of stuff's happening in life, but you throw up your hands and not in disgust. You throw up your hands, not in giving up, but you throw up your hands in some praise. You throw up your hands in some worship and you start giving God that audible praise. You're going to drive away that spirit of heaviness. You're going to drive away that worry and that confusion. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. You're going to have the victory. God is going to do something amazing. 
in your spirit in the next few minutes because you're going to make that transition. And I got a feeling some of you are doing it right now as you hear me talking in your ear. And some of you, when you get off of this podcast or when you get home, what have you, you get in that car, you're going to start giving God some praise. Why? Because you needed this heavenly reminder of what God will do for you when you praise him. And you already knew it probably. I'm probably not telling you anything new. Oh, but I'm showing you again and reminding you again how praise affects your prayers because you've prayed a thousand prayers about the same thing. You've asked God how many times to save your son, to save your daughter, to fix that problem in your life, whatever it might be. And how many times and how many different ways have we asked God? We've asked God at every kind of position and every, we've, we've reworded it and reworded it. We've found new ways to ask God, and God's heard every one of those prayers. But sometimes he's just waiting for a thank you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's just waiting for a thank you. Just like when you got the Holy Ghost, what did you do? The way you got the Holy Ghost, it wasn't by asking, 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 but it was by praising, praising, praising. When you put on that spirit and that garment of praise is when the Holy Ghost came down and filled your soul and you began speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave you the utterance. Now, if God will give you the Holy Ghost because of your praise, what else is he going to do for your praise? Oh, your praise many times and most of the time is the key to unlocking that door that just can't seem to open. Praise God. That praise is the key. <laughs> yes, it is. Let me tell you about it. Let, remind, let me remind you of Paul and Silas when they were in prison. They had been preaching the gospel. You know where I'm going. Oh, go ahead and praise him right now. <laughs> oh, I feel like shouting myself. Praise God. So the Bible, uh, were, they, were they praying in that prison? Well, uh, I know the church was praying for them. The Bible says the church was praying unceasingly for Paul and Silas there in that prison. <clears throat> Amen, weren't they? They were praying without stop. I mean, maybe it was days and nights. <clears throat> Not sure how long they were praying, but Paul and Silas with chains on their wrists, with bonds on their ankles, and no doubt sitting in a dark, dungy prison, what the Bible calls an inner prison. Oh, this was the dungeon, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, the place was full of prisoners. There were thieves and robbers. There were no doubt rapists and murderers and other criminals. They're waiting for their day of court or waiting for their day of execution. And Paul and Silas was guilty. Yes, they were guilty of preaching the gospel. Oh, that's right. They lifted those wrists with chains hanging on them. And they cut out in amazing grace. They began to sing some song that they knew. And they began to worship and praise the Lord sitting there in that inner prison. What kind of inner prison are you in today? You've been in a prison in your mind. You've been a, in a prison in your body. Amen. Your body may have been sick. 
your body may be sick. You may be in pain right now. It may be that job, that marriage, those kids. Again, it makes no difference. You can lift those hands in that inner prison. You feel like you can't get out. You feel like you are captivated. You feel like you are being controlled and tormented by this. I'm telling you what you've got to you've got all kinds of prisoners around you but you're going to have to lift those hands and you're going to have to give God some praise because God's going to bring you out I said God's going to bring you out but go ahead and praise him for what he's done go ahead and praise him for what he's doing that's right go ahead and praise him because he's bringing it to pass he's going to do it I said, he's going to do it. It's happening. Praise God in Jesus' name. That's right. I believe that right now. Oh, my, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. How praise affects your prayers. <laughs> oh, the late Verbal Bean, you may have heard of him. A great man of God died some years ago. But I was listening to a message of his, and he told about how he had suffered so long with a stomach issue. He had such a, a nervous stomach. He was a great man of God and used in the gifts of the spirit. And, but he just had a, just a, a terrible stomach issue and had the way he had been told, the way he had explained it, been prayed for by the best. I, he said, I've been prayed for by much greater men of God than myself. That's the way he put it. And he said, you know what? The, the issue continued. It just continued. And this went on and on. And I don't know how long it went on. I don't know if it was a year or two. I don't know if it was months. But it sounded like it was a while, the way he described this stomach issue. But it got no better. And you know what he told God? He was praying about it one morning. And he told God, all right, God. He told God this right here. He said, Lord, I'm not going to ask you for this no more. I'm not going to ask you. I've been prayed for. I'm not going to ask you to heal me of this stomach problem anymore. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to praise you. I'm just going to thank you for doing it. I'm just going to praise you that it's done. I'm believing that it's done. I'm believing that you've heard these prayers, and I'm just going to praise you. And then every day, he just started praising God. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, that you've healed my stomach. Praising him in the present tense. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. Again, praising him in the present tense. See, healing always comes in the present tense because it was promised in the present tense and in the past tense. When you look at Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 21, healing, it was never promised in the future tense, never claimed in the future tense, but you've got a right to claim it now. Praise you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing this stomach issue. Thank you, Lord, for healing Josh or saving Josh or whoever. You know, you've got a right to go ahead and praise him. And you know what? It wasn't long. It just wasn't long at all. Brother Bean said, you know what? I'm healed. I'm healed. You, God healed me. The, the stomach issue, the problem, the whole thing just went away. No doctors, no medicine. Just by transitioning, transitioning from asking to praising. When you make that transition from asking, amen asking to praising. And that's what you got to do sometimes when you feel like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling and it feels like your prayers day after day, what God is wanting from you, he's wanting some praise. He's wanting you to praise him. 
Now, I like this old saying I read one time years ago, and it was this, prayer asks, but praise takes. Write that down somewhere. Prayer asks, but praise takes takes. Now we're asking, 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 but you know, you go into the transition of praise and you start receiving again, just like you receive the Holy Ghost. Again, you didn't receive the Holy Ghost because you was just begging and asking God over and over. Give me the whole, give me the Holy Ghost. Give me the Holy Ghost. You had to make a transition to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. I just praise you for it right now. Next thing you know, you started feeling that invisible presence. And you went out and you just began speaking with other tongues. And that's the same thing with other answers to prayer that can happen in our life. Prayer asks, but praise takes. See, praise is an act of trust. Praise is an act of faith. Oh, yes, it is. Praise is an act of trust. Praise is an act of faith. Oh, let's come back to that. You hang on just for a moment, please. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer, and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, after reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, the chapter Through the Veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. All right, so let's back up just a little bit. Prayer asks, but praise takes. And then I said, praise is an act of trust. It really is. It's an act of trust. When you begin praising the Lord, You are literally trusting that God has heard your prayer. Yes, you are. You're believing now that he's heard you and that he's acting upon it, that he's working on it, that he's going to bring it to pass in time. Now, his time is not always our time. And you got to remember when God's working with other people, Let's say you're praying for someone to be saved. That person has their own will, okay? Now, God does not force anyone to do anything. But as you pray and as you praise, God begins to knock on their door again and again 
and again. God is up to reminding them in their dreams. Oh, by having somebody else talk to them about their soul. Oh, who knows what's going to happen, but God is hearing your prayers, and God is hearing that praise that you're transitioning into. So yes, praise is an act of trust. It is saying, Without saying it, yes, I trust you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe you, God. Oh, I believe you're going to do this, God. That's what your praise is saying in the ears and the heart of God Almighty, the God that hears our prayers, the God that is literally your friend, (laughs) your friend. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I thank God that he is my friend and he is your friend indeed. So what else? Praise is an act of faith. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, because you trust in the Lord. As the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding and he shall direct thy paths. So how should you trust the Lord? With all of your heart, having faith in God, faith that he's going to provide, faith that he's going to do. And so you break out in a praise break. You you break out in a praise break. That's right. Now, let's just say you and I was friends, and then you and I went to church together, okay? And you had maybe, let's just say, keep it simple, I needed to borrow a hammer and you and I are friends and I'm going to see you in a few days at church and I don't have a hammer. And I said to you, friend, would you, uh, would you mind if I could borrow your hammer? I need a hammer. And you said, absolutely. Do you want me to drop it by? He said, no, don't drop it by right now. Just, just, uh, bring it to, uh, church when I see you at church next time and I'll get it from you there. Okay. So, and you said, yeah, fine, I'll bring it to church. Now, am I going to trust you as my friend? Am I going to trust you? Am I going to have faith in you that you're going to bring that hammer? Uh, or should I call you back in a, you know, maybe a couple hours or maybe this evening and say, hey, um, call you by name. Please don't, don't forget to bring me that, that hammer. Uh, that hammer. Yeah. I really want to borrow that hammer from you. Oh yeah. Like I told you, you're going to say, yeah, like I told you, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the hammer. But what tomorrow morning I, I call you back up and I say, listen, I really need to borrow that hammer. And, and you're going to be thinking, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember you called me last night. You called me yesterday. Yeah. I'm definitely going to bring you that hammer. Yeah. And, but what are you thinking? Are you thinking that I think that you're, you've got a case of dementia, maybe that you've forgetful? Are you thinking that I'm, maybe maybe I've got dementia, maybe I've got a problem that I'm not remembering that I even asked you? But what if I did that day after day after day? Hmm? Now, I'm, why am I talking like this? Because we do this to God, and I'm not doing away with prayer. No, I'm not doing away with asking. No, no, no. It's got its proper place, but sometimes God's wanting us to make a transition into praise. So I just thank you, Lord. Oh, I just thank you, Lord, for you're going to supply that need according to your riches and glory. And then when I see you at church day, what am I going to do? I'm just going to say, hey, thank you for letting me borrow that hammer. I don't walk up to you and ask you again. I just begin to thank you. Why? Because I trust 
that you brought it. I trust that you have been able to supply that need of mine. And this is what we're going to do with God. We're going to praise him. We're going to thank him. We're going to give him glory in advance. Oh, why? Because we have faith and we have trust. And we're going to let that praise replace the worry. We're going to let that praise, oh, how you, well, you believe God hears your prayer? You better know he hears that praise. You know, that praise is so powerful. Now, you think about it. If you're married, think about that spouse coming home from work or just starts breaking out in a praise to you. Oh, my, you look so wonderful today. Uh, You look amazing. I love that outfit. I love the way you did your hair. Thank you for that meal. Thank you for taking me out. Thank you for preparing that meal. I just so thank you. I so appreciate you put their arms around you. And that makes you feel good. Amen. That makes you feel good. That makes you feel better than them asking for whatever. See, they asked you for something, you supplied it, and then they thanked you. Oh, that child, that little one, that son or daughter of yours, that grandson, that granddaughter, if you have those, or that other person in your life that, you know, your friends with cares or relative, and they thank you. That means a lot to you. That makes you feel good. Well, praise God. And how does it make our friend Jesus feel? How does it make him feel when we're lifting those hands in praise? When we're lifting those hands in praise and worship, thanking him in advance. Oh, brother, sister, I trust you were blessed today and encouraged. Amen. I do in Jesus' mighty name. Listen to this last message if you don't mind. Until next time, this is Brother Rodas. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www. CharlesARodas.com. There you will find Pastor Rodas's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.